Hello, this is the Newborn Screening Spotlight. This podcast is about the advancement of rare disease research, told by health professionals, researchers, parents, and advocates. This podcast is for you to learn how newborn screening research saves the lives of babies every day through the discovery of new technology and treatment. You will hear stories from experts who treat babies, the families who care for them, and the researchers who make it all happen. We are your co-hosts. I am Dr. Ki Chan. And I'm Dr. Amy Brower. We're from the Newborn Screening Translational Research Network, also known as the MBSTRN. Getting on the list, newborn screening pilot studies. What do I mean getting on the list? In newborn screening, getting on the list means everything. Getting on the list means babies are identified early and have the opportunity to be diagnosed and receive life-saving treatment. Getting on the list means that state newborn screening programs adopt new technologies to screen and diagnose newborns. Getting on the list means that we help advance rare disease research to the benefit of not only newborns, but their parents, families, researchers, and clinicians. Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Brower, the co-host of the Newborn Screening Spotlight podcast. In this episode, I'd like to share with you a common newborn screening question that we always get. What does it take to get on the list? And this list that I refer to is commonly known as a recommended uniform screening panel. The recommended uniform screening panel has a long history, and I was actually fortunate to be an inaugural member of a very important federal advisory committee created under the administration of President George W. Bush. This advisory committee in 2004 was charged with advising the Secretary of Health and Human Services about certain aspects of newborn and childhood screening. The advisory committee was called the Advisory Committee on Heritable Disorders in Newborns and Children. And their charter included recommending improvements in the national newborn and childhood screening programs. Improvements are really important because that's how we know how to expand newborn screening into new areas and into new conditions. And by expansion of newborn screening, we mean increasing the number of conditions that are part of national panels. And this opens up the opportunity to screen, diagnose, and treat even more vulnerable newborns in the neonatal period. To get on the list, we get that question a lot. It takes a systematic, evidence-based, peer-reviewed review. And this review is based on recommendations from stakeholders like you, You actually, as a stakeholder in newborn screening, can recommend to this federal advisory committee, look at my condition, look at what is happening. There's a new screening test, there's a new way to diagnose, and there's a new way to treat. I think that my condition should be screened, or every newborn in the United States should have the opportunity to be screened 
for the condition that has impacted my family. And so you have a lot of power. Each one of you can nominate a condition that's important to your family or your community to be considered by the advisory committee. The idea that the committee had in opening up and developing the system of nomination and review, which really occupied my time, four-year tenure on the committee, was to develop the system that was open to all stakeholders. And our idea was to encourage not only researchers and clinicians to nominate a condition, but also parents, patients, families, and advocacy groups. We thought it was really important for stakeholders from all walks of life to have access to really recommending which conditions should be screened to this really important federal advisory committee. What did we think about the nomination process? So what does it mean to be nominated and to undergo a review? Well, we made the nomination process very easy. In fact, it occurs online and the advisory committee is available with their wealth of expertise to not only provide a form that outlines the required information, the committee also offers consultation to guide the nominator's efforts. So don't be afraid to nominate a condition because we'll always be there or the committee will always be there to guide your efforts. The form outlines a required information that focuses on the key steps that are necessary to ensure that there's actually a benefit to early diagnosis and treatment based on screening of newborns. The, this includes details on the disease, so a description of the disease and its symptoms, how it runs in families, how it might be treated or the types of interventions, the specifics of a screening test, how we can conduct a diagnostic analysis, and it, importantly, it includes the outcomes of a very important research project, often called a pilot study. So a pilot study is very important in newborn screening research. And for all you students out there who are interested in studying rare disease research, genetics, genomics, pediatric disease, pilot studies will become sort of secondhand knowledge to you. In a pilot study, we essentially try out or test the newborn screening system for a particular disease or condition. There are several types of pilots, but usually newborn screening pilots that are used to nominate a condition for nationwide screening have some important features, including they're always prospective. And by prospective, we mean starting from the beginning and following newborns across time. So not a retrospective study, but a prospective study where we look forward and follow a newborn across time. Pilot studies are also always population-based. And so that means that we conduct a pilot study in an unselected population. That means that we're not identifying newborns who may have a disease. We're actually screening every newborn 
that is enrolled in the study, whether or not they may have a family history, they may have some symptoms of the disease, whether it was prenatally or shortly after birth, we take all comers. And so that gives us an unbiased look at whether or not the screening and diagnostic test is functioning correctly. Another key aspect in this prospective pilot is that we need to identify at least one newborn. Yes, I said one newborn. So we might screen hundreds of thousands of newborns, but we only need to find one newborn with the condition or disease that we're interested in finding. And we also want, in addition to finding one newborn, we want to follow that newborn for long enough to understand the impact of the treatment and how it has impacted the health of that baby. So we want to not only understand whether the screening test works correctly, we want to understand that the baby was able to get treated or receive an intervention and actually improve and go on to live a healthier life. So again, I'm Dr. Amy Brower, and I work for the Newborn Screening Translational Research Network. And the MBSTRN, just a reminder, is a key component of their Hunter Kelly Newborn Screening Research Program at NICHD. So how does MBSTRN help with these newborn screening pilots? Well, our funder, NICHD, actually supports many of these pilots of newborn screening. So what does MBSTRN do to help with newborn screening pilots? Well, MBSTRN actually hosts a monthly call, and this call is open to all stakeholders across the newborn screening community, whether you're a parent, a patient, an advocate, a member of a public health team working in newborn screening in your state public health laboratories, a researcher who's investigating a disease, or a clinician who may be caring for a newborn with a particular disease. We invite stakeholders from every community to join the call and share their experiences. A key focus of the calls is on the groups that are actually conducting newborn screening pilots. And we recently hosted um, a pilot or a pilot call in May. In early May on May 6th, we hosted a call and we heard from several states about their experiences screening hundreds of thousands, even millions of babies for some disorders and conditions that were recently recommended to nationwide screening by the Federal Advisory Committee. So it was really exciting call. We heard from the New York State Program who reported on screening over 1.7 million babies for X-linked adrenal leukodystrophy. This is a very severe disease and the newborn program in New York has screened almost 2 million babies. This affords many babies with having the opportunity to have a healthier start at life. In the main call, we also heard from a team from North Carolina, Georgia, and Wisconsin. And each of those groups reported on screenings for several rare disorders. And again, reported on the results 
not only on the number of babies screened, which number in the millions, but also on the tens of hundreds of babies that were diagnosed and referred for early treatment. MBSTRN, as you've heard in our other podcast, focuses on research. So why are we hosting a call that's focused on actual newborn screening? Well, because we learn so much from every baby that's screened. And so as we implement screening for a new condition, we want to follow those early experiences from the states that are adopting screening so that we can learn about things like variants of unknown significance. And so that's a key focus area in genetics where we're trying to understand which genetic variations in DNA sequence actually contribute to disease onset and to disease progression. So part of implementing a newborn screening test is figuring out the role that genetic variants play in disease onset and disease treatment. So we invite you to join these monthly calls. They're really exciting. We often have very lively discussions, um, but always with a focus on improving the lives of newborns with genetic conditions every day. So how can all of you get involved in newborn screening research? We would invite you to support newborn screening research, attend the free advisory committee webinars, which are usually held four times a year online and announced in the federal registry. We also invite you to support the Newborn Screening Saves Lives Act of 2021. This act in 2008 actually created the advisory committee and provides important funding so that the Centers for Disease Control and other federal agencies can continue their important work to advance newborn screening. If you're a parent of a child with a genetic condition, considering becoming a member of MBSTRN to connect with researchers, clinicians, and other advocates, please share our podcast with your teams and we welcome your feedback. Our work is supported by one of the institutes at the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, called the Eunice Kennedy Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development, also known as NICHD. Dr. Chan and I are from the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics, also known as ACMG, and ACMG leads the MBSTRN. Screening babies saves lives every day, and research advances newborn screening by developing new technologies to screen, diagnose, and treat. MBSTRN helps accelerate research by creating tools, resources, and expertise for researchers, doctors, families, patients, and advocates. To learn how you can help advance newborn screening research, advocate for rare disease screening and treatment, learn about important discovery, become a member of the Newborn Screening Translational Research Network by visiting our website at www.mbstrn.org. Thank you for listening to this episode of Newborn Screening Spotlight. If you like our podcast, please subscribe and share an episode with your colleagues, friends, and family. Get involved. Stay informed. Help us advance discoveries. Together, Together 
Let's increase the impact of newborn screening research by listening to your stories.